Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Ash and I'm joined by one member of my firefighting family. Uh, we got Todd here with me. Hello. Yeah, weird with only two of us again. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Scott is uh, unable to join us, but I think he is happier where he is. Yes, he is enjoying the sunshine and uh, liquor, probably. Yeah, well, I'm sure. <laughs> In Hawaii. In Hawaii, yeah. yeah. He sent, sent some photos and uh, talked about his uh, sunburn that he was getting. Trying yeah. try to downplay it for Yeah, us. we all felt really, really <clears throat> bad for him, but... Uh, yeah, hopefully they're having a great, great time. It looks great. Um, excited to hear all the stories when they get back. So it's just the two of us for tonight. It is. Yeah. So we'll start off uh, with a little bit of news. What do we have? Well, we got a little bit of news. So previous listens, we've talked about the Oprah fire, mm-hmm. if that rings That's a bell right. for anybody. Yeah. So it looks like uh, Cash Creek actually caught an Oprah fire. Yeah. So Which isn't too far from us. Not too far, yeah. Just a couple hours away. Mm-hmm. Um. I have a good buddy that's actually works up there as well. And, um, yeah, so it sounds like there's dozens of cars on fire at the 16 mile uh, auto wrecker. Up yeah. There. Yeah. There are some, uh, some photos. It seems like the info is still, still pretty, pretty scarce. So like uh, kind of early evening it started. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll hear more, more about it tomorrow, but, uh, you know, going back, we had an auto wrecker fire here years ago and um i mean everything stacked so so damn close in there That's there's right. lots of flammables um explosions <laughs> and everything else that comes with it so yeah i'm sure it's a pretty in- interesting attack there and <laughs> just like scott said he's like you get a fire and you get a car fire and yeah you get a car fire you got a building fire you got a car <laughs> fire you got a tire fire <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, good luck out there to our brothers and sisters in Cash, Cash Creek. I'm sure they're having a time. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely brings a lot of challenges, especially when we talk about wrecking yards, right? Like, mm-hmm. who knows um, what's in these cars still, if they've yeah. actually been gone through. That's right. Uh, if the fuels are drained or not. Uh, it, yeah, it's a shit storm. For sure. <clears throat> and depending on the layout, I mean... Access where, is always... Yeah, what's your access for mm-hmm. trucks and then hose lines? Because we all know we've been in these wrecking yards. Not a lot of space to move hose lines around. No, for sure. Yeah, there's like, once they have them processed, when they're stacked for crush or whatever, um, sometimes you can have multiple units or like, you know, multiple vehicles stacked high. Um, You know, again, a lot of them are um, like fenced in. So access is kind of like one gate in, one gate out. It's, yeah, I'm sure it's going to pose a bit of a challenge depending where in that that, uh, layout that these uh, fires are kicking off. Yeah, again, some, some you know, pretty decent challenges. That's right. <clears throat> yeah, so, yeah, hopefully they uh, have fun and uh, keep it safe. And Yeah. That's going to be a lot of work. Absolutely. Uh, so new, or actually, well, not really new. Let's kind of get into our topic tonight. Yeah. So post-podcast wrap-up last week. Yeah. Just getting ready to leave the doors here, and your tone's dropped again. For sure. So we were sitting upstairs here. Uh, we were just wrapping up. Almost had everything edited, and yeah, we kind of hang out for a few minutes post-podcast uh, and yeah. just kind of wind down, and I work work away getting everything edited up, and tones drop for um, smoke sighting, yeah. which in my mind, I was like, well, I could probably finish editing, and still, like, we're, we're in the hall, so yeah. we can buzz down, and I can probably like, get, get this done quick enough and still... You know, go and hop on a truck, it'd be yeah. fine. Um, so I'm sitting here, and something in my mind's like, nah, I'm going to take the laptop downstairs, so we're right. a, a little bit closer. And by the time we got down into the bay, uh, one of our members was uh, responding to the hall and came over the radio saying, this is a confirmed structure fire. Um, so we up- upgraded it from a smoke sighting to a structure fire. Uh, dispatch retoned it out as a structure fire. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, all, all of a sudden, you know, the heat's on. Everybody's piling in pretty quick. That's just it. Like, <clears throat> in the beginning of the smoke sighting, like, especially late evening, it, it's pretty common at this time of year for us. And in that location, just mm. out, just outside of town. Agricultural area. Yep. There's burn piles everywhere Absolutely. right now that are going up. And 
we end up, we end up getting these burn days. You're not allowed to burn until four o'clock for the venting index, right? Like yeah. It gets better. So now you're suddenly on to burn. Mm-hmm. So everybody's kicking up their massive burn piles. Yeah. So totally could be in something like that. Mm-hmm. So I could see why it wasn't a big, a big push yeah, to big race push on to down, down there, down. right? Yeah. Right. Smoke setting, which we've been really lucky this season thus far. We haven't had a ton of it, which yeah. is good. Like people have been burning on, you know, the appropriate days and um, <clears> they've been minding their burns. So being being safe and doing it the right way. So we have been busy with it as we have been in years past. Um, so again, with all that in mind. Not everybody's racing down here for a, for a smoke study. Like, That's right. You know, we don't need to have 30 people to go and chase smoke. Uh, however, yeah, when our member was driving by, uh, he responded uh, what the v- or what the uh, what the structure was. Yeah. So what it is, there's a, a de- detached um, home, and then it's like a market um, where they sell uh, there's like food and other supplies. Um, I got some specialty grocery items. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a whole bunch of fireworks. A whole ton of fireworks, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then on the side of that business is a, um, like a Mexican um, sort of takeout restaurant. Yeah. And outside of that is a, a mobile trailer, which I think might be connected to that restaurant. I'm not sure. Yes. Yeah. But it's like a bowler-style trailer that they can serve that food out of as well. Um, so quite, quite, a, quite a weird scene. Um, there's all these uh, like mini parts of these businesses that are attached. Um, and a lot of them were like add-ons. Yeah. So there's like the main home and then there's the business portion of it and then there's the add-on and then the add-on and then the trailer. Right. And it seemed to to start kind of behind where the add-ons were. That's right. Um, which, and a big challenge which we found was they had it all fenced in um, and the fence was that styrofoam um, sort of I check rock um like cement pour over styrofoam, I don't know whatever it's yeah, called. It's like almost like a stucco style. Yeah, right. Like right? Uh, what'd you say, like a half inch concrete? Yeah, layer sort of maybe? at least. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was definitely pretty, pretty sturdy fence. Yeah. Um, so we get there. Obviously, um, we're here. Tones drop. We kind of putter down to the, to the bays, and um, being at the hall, you don't have to like race down there you you know you're gonna get it like i've got the laptop scott was in front of me so he hopped in the jump seat right away and uh you know i i love getting in the back back seat but if there's going to be five firefighters running in the door i was like hey like i'll grab unit two unless we get like not enough people or like you know whatever so i just kind of hung back and um we got a driver right away. We got a firefighter in the back. We got another firefighter, and then no one's coming yet. No one's coming yet. And I'm like, if an officer walks in next, I'm getting in the seat. If a firefighter walks in or doesn't, I'm just going to go, right? So I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Two officers rolling. I'm like, ha, mask on. I'm going, right? <laughs> so we pull up, and it is rocking. Like It was. Yep. Yeah, it was. It was hot. There was, yeah, like flames were shooting. It was, it was rolling pretty, pretty good. So Scott looks in the back and again, realizes, you know, who he has. And it was one of our, uh, pretty new members. Definitely. He's, a like, he's keen. He's like starving for it. Right. Um, and then one of our other black hats who's like been around for a while, like he, he, he gets it. He's like one or two check boxes away from probably moving up. Um, so he's like, yeah, okay. Like this is ready to rock. So Scott's like, Ash, I want you on, on the uh, two and a half. I'm like, yep, absolutely. Um, I grabbed Glenn with me and then you got, uh, Josiah to grab the inch and a half and those two were going to go team up. So we yeah. flake out the two and a half and like we rip around the backside to where all of the heavy flame was showing. That's right. Um, and we encounter this, would had to be a six foot high fence. Oh, even taller than that. Yeah, I tried kind of jumping up to peek over, and that's right. Yeah, and I couldn't. So yeah, the reason, no... reason why I was there is, of course, <laughs> I started I... the fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this if I would have left five minutes earlier, sure as shit, I would have been the one calling it in. Yeah, again, and that would yeah. have been I think my third or third. fourth one of these third. Yeah, no. Third. So let's backdate. So we have laundromat fire. Yeah, we have structure fire up. 
uh, the hoarder house. Yeah. And what else have you no, told no, me? yeah, it would have been third. So it would have been your two. third. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> third one. And like, so I heard where it was. Like, hey, well, I'm getting the hell out of here because you yeah. guys are going to be blocking. It's the about highway. to clutter up the scene. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I booked it down there, and nobody was on scene. Actually, the duty officer Speedy had just arrived. She had his truck out. on the yeah. side. So I pulled out just past the scene, and like, wow, perfect opportunity to take some video for you guys. Yeah. So I jumped out and. And I took some pretty good videos of you guys kind of jumping mm-hmm. in and flaking your first lines out and do the initial knockdown. Yeah. Yeah, so once we got ourselves positioned, it was, we definitely positioned ourselves, like we got the apparatus parts kind of right in the middle of the structure, yeah. which is good because we didn't know how far it was pushing in. So, That's right. you know, like we were poised to, you know, attack and then defend. We were kind of right in the middle. It was good. Well, but, and you couldn't tell. <clears throat> like there's heavy uh, flame um, on that outside kind of Alpha Bravo corner, mm-hmm. if you will, right? But you couldn't tell if that was a full structure or if it was exterior or in exactly. that other structure. Because there um, was so much of that, so that much. new add-on building. I don't know how deep it went, right? So no, exactly. a lot of that was actually in behind and in that new add-on. Um, so like... It, it's only about a third of the depth of the overall building. Yeah. Um, but it was heavy, heavy flame and smoke. That's right. Coming behind that 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 section. So from the Alpha Bravo, you have you have no eyes saying like how how deep is this? this it was a this, good this 20, 20 feet flames. Yeah. Right. It was it was moving. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we flake out the two two and a half, kind of get around the side. Um, and once, once we had a decent ang- angle on it, called for water and kind of tried to knock down like what we could reach with it at the time. Um, probably there for 30, 40 seconds, bumped up a bit more, 30, 40 seconds, bumped up a bit, a bit more. Um, and then we definitely found that we were, we were doing about as much as we could mm-hmm. <laughs> until that fence was out of the way. Yeah. So I sent Glenn up and I'm like, Hey, like go have a look at that fence. And like, sure as shit. Like cement yeah it's not gonna move i mean luckily it was rocking so much that like the wood on the back side of it was burning away yeah um and we managed to finally tear down a 10 foot section of it just basically like tore it down yeah um and then it was not over like then we were able to attack exactly you could um, finally access it properly mm-hmm. yeah. we had by that time scott had made his way up on the roof um, well, first in the beginning, just before that, even mm-hmm. they pushed in that first interior door and did a quick right. sweep, make sure there's no extension into that building. Mm-hmm. And it was actually pretty clear. Yeah. Yeah. At the time. Yeah. It was, it was really, it was really clear in there. Um, which is good because then at least I see, um, Scott and that crew knew the depth of yeah. that secondary, uh, portion of the uh, structure. Um, so they, they then went up on the roof we we were attacking it from the outside um yeah there was like a lean-to and then like the business and all of it was like rocking Mm -hmm. so made pretty quick quick work once that fence was down to kind of get it knocked down so we could see what we were working with and once it got knocked knocked down we started to get like the second truck arrived um and then a couple more uh people arrived on I want to say the rescue truck came up. Yeah, next. rescue and your tenders. Yeah, yeah, because we were, there was water supply close by, but I mean it would have been a, a fairly long lay. Um, yeah, I had that conversation with um, Brian actually, mm-hmm. deputy chief there. So talking about water sources, and I and you guys hadn't quite left yet. So I said to him, I said, "Hey, I'll run up the road, see how close that yeah. hydrant is." And I got I don't know a couple hundred meters up the road, and I could finally see further. I was like, "Oh man, we are like." Right in the middle yeah. of the two roads where mm-hmm. the hydrants are. So yeah, the long it way. Like, a long way. I don't even know if that would have been enough for one, one supply. One line. bed, yeah. yeah. One bed, like it. Yeah, you almost would have. Yeah. I think the tender supply was the right call there, just because it was such a lengthy lay, and um, mm-hmm. I think time was definitely a factor there. Yeah. Um, especially once we got through and everything, like once we were done seeing how close it had burned through the fire guard, like through the outside barrier and was starting to push into the main structure. Right. Um, any longer, I think with, you know, without getting that fence down and getting that, that exterior knocked. Yeah. Um, it, it would have been a completely different game there. 
Yeah, if that fence had more integrity to it, mm -hmm. uh, it probably totally could have breached into that, that exterior wall mm -hmm. uh, and into the soffits of that other building because it, right. it was a very 20 foot, 20 to 25 at least, um, flame height yeah. right, when we first rolled up. Mm -hmm. Oh, we actually had our, our sweet high up there. Yeah. yeah. Right? And I struggle with, with that thing. I've called called for it before. Um <clears throat> It's really good for mop-up or like, not even mop-up, like once you're starting to get towards overhaul where like the main portion of the fire is knocked down yeah. uh, and you got some of those like, you know, stubborn areas or whatever. I don't even think if, if we had that thing there and up in the air, I, all it can flow is an inch and a half. Right. And like Scott was up on the roof and he's like, my inch and a half was pretty much useless. Mm -hmm. uh, we needed like the big water. Uh, right. And that's that's what was knocking it down from the outside. So it was. I mean, it's cool to get that thing there. It's nice to get it up in the air, and it was definitely valuable once it was flowing water. But I think the main portion of the work was done on the outside. Mm -hmm. And again, like within fifteen minutes or less, even like most of the work was like most most of like the the working fire was out. Yeah, all, all the just... initial knockdown was done, and then it was getting into that. Thanks to that salvage and overhaul yeah, and just which was a through everything. big pain because again there was like a lean to with like you know what is now debris yeah. uh, and then that other uh, portion of the structure which had like a kitchen and a lot of other industrial items in there um, yeah we we knocked down the two and a half to an inch and a half line uh, which is awesome with that uh, smooth you know with that smoothbore nozzle yeah um, added on another length of inch and a half and I think that was way nicer to go in there and actually do work with um, but we ended up like the we we were there for quite a while um, working I don't think quite a while probably we were probably on scene for about 15 minutes working yeah um, and we were just getting like to the point where we were going to be knocking down that two and a half and we got toned out for a second call. Mm -hmm. So we got um, a car fire, not across town, but it was a fair distance away. And we had, so our first engine was like doing the brunt of the work. The second engine was getting set up to draft off of a portable tank um, and a rescue truck was parked way out of the way and like ready to uh, roll. So it's got a little bit of water on it um, and it was in a, like a, the call was in a, like a, a pretty dense populated, it was like right up by one of our schools, uh, big, big residential area. So um, not knowing exactly the location of it because they just gave us a cross street um we rolled the rescue truck and one of our tenders um you know it could it tag a hydrant and you know sure but not knowing exactly where where you know where it was we'll get that truck and then you know a couple extra guys going there um so that that happened pretty quick uh and then soon following we called for uh mutual aid from you guys because right. we had literally everything was now working yeah so that was a really smart move. I don't know who initiated that, but somebody along the way um, was like, yeah, we should get uh, mutual aid happening here. Because it's easy when you can flake a guy away. Like we always yeah. have, anytime that we're on scene like that, you try to be mindful and keep something ready to respond, right? Yeah. If it's going to be MVI, you want to have our rescue or our second unit. Um, if it's another fire, again, that rescue truck can can start or even you know go with the rescue and go with the tender i mean you got a lot of water and you got a, yeah. you know you got an attack line so you can start to do work and then again like you know getting that uh, you can do enough knockdown depending on what you're going to yeah until you free up another resource right? exactly like you get a little bit of that time. our second engine could have freed up there in, in minutes yeah. but again not knowing what it was or where where it was um any car car fire um extension exposures is yeah. is uh I don't want to say your biggest concern, but that's definitely in the forefront of your mind when you're responding. Well, that's and at just the time, a, time of night, right? Yeah. And like I said, like depending on where that car fire is, if you're limited on water source because of the rescue or whatever, you know, then at the end of the day, it's it's usually an insurable car or sure. something that's just a write-off. I mean, there's going to be so much damage as it is. That's right. The biggest thing is that it, those other exposures. And if mm -hmm. you have that limited water supply... Hey, let's work on the exposures. That yep. thing's a write-off, and we'll just, just let it burn itself down. Yeah, yep. yeah, hundred percent. So, so the guys did did really good. Um, I think that was actually part of their plan. Was they they kind of made sure everything was 
you'll save around it and then move, move in and put put that out um which is good and then yeah we got a crew from uh you guys came up yeah so i literally i just got back home and you know i'm getting ready to go to bed shut all the radios off i saw my pager on and yeah. uh put it in the charger put my radio in the charger went into the can and i turned my <laughs> my pager way down because i didn't want to wake up the wife or anything and then i know the radio check's coming in the next morning so mm-hmm. i hear this little bit of chatter i was like what, what the hell are and i'm i'm texting my my buddy mm-hmm. and uh i'm like oh yeah oliver caught another fire blah 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 those bastards yeah exactly <laughs> totally totally slamming you guys and like geez you guys are getting all the action yeah and uh then no response no response all of a sudden and nothing on my phone Right. What the hell? So then I, I heard this chatter of my pager, but I couldn't make it out what it was. So yeah. open up my I am responding, and it says mutual aid. I'm like, what? Like, oh. are they just calling mutual aid just because they're tied up and going to sit there on cross coverage for, yeah. for the hall and this and that, and go back out, turn my radio on, and I hear this other address. I'm like, what? <laughs> they got two fires going on now? Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> Call my buddy. He's like, yeah, I know. We're going for mutual aid. There's another fire. I was like, Jesus Christ. So they're like, okay, well, you guys go because I'm clearly missing the truck now. You yeah. guys are at the hall. So they all stay in town and be available for something else. Yeah. Yeah. So they they rocked up to you guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's tough because we, we, we really only wanted them for, you know, coverage. Like, yeah. If something else kicked off again, like absolutely, what are the odds? But yeah. here we are, and it's um, happened in the past for us too. And right? It has, right? So, um, I mean, we did the same thing with uh, the one fire south south, yeah. south of town. There came in and like ah, we'll you know put him in for writ or whatever. Like we weren't really doing a whole bunch of active. Like we were close to overhaul as well. Yeah. Um, but we, you know we can pull our guys off a of writ. We'll have you guys there if if uh, needed. Uh, and sure shit, we caught a chimney fire. Yeah. So we actually peeled you guys out, our deputy hopped with your truck, yeah. and you guys cleared across town. Oh, yeah, they were uh, having a blast of driving Code 3 through all of her. Heck, yeah. <laughs> and then didn't something else kick off, and they ended up coming Code 3 back. Back, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was nuts. So they, they were like running around. It was nice. To, it was funny to see you like after you, you know you're all done. It's it's always funny to, to you know go on Facebook and you you know you can read all all the things that you didn't know was happening yeah. at your scene. Right? So ah, uh, there's you know trucks and sirens. We seen you know see truck was here. All of our trucks were fucking running around everywhere. Like this is yeah. crazy. Like oh yeah like. <laughs> We know, but it's cool to read because there's all sorts of crazy stories that oh, you know, come up in, yeah. in uh, social media. But uh, yeah, I mean, getting your guys there, it's so hard because they don't want to sit in the truck. Like, they well, want to no, come it, and they, yeah. they want to When you get called from mutual aid, you want to come and work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Everybody so gets even, fired up. Even at that, like, I, I think Scott grabbed one of your guys and <laughs> he's like, uh, you look skinny. Come with me. <laughs> So there's this sort of crawl space area that spans underneath the majority of the structure. Um, and there was pretty heavy smoke was coming out from it. But we were also running the PPV. Um, like we were venting heavily. Um, and there's and this is a pretty old building. So we're like, is it like, is there something happening? Is there, is there something smoldering? Um is there active fire? Like we need to get down there. We need to get in there with a thermal. Like let's go do a thorough yeah. inspection. So, took took one of your skinny guys <laughs> down in the hole. They went and did a really good inspection. Luckily, it didn't pass through that uh, fire that uh, fire break, which is good. Um, and then yeah, we had a couple guys over on my side, um, and we did a lot of demo. Like th- by the end of the night, the joke was like are we going to send guys back here to start doing the old rebuild tomorrow? Cause we're doing half, half of the demo. And like chief Bob kept coming over. He's like, how much more are you going to pull off of this thing? I'm like, I'm like, man, like there's a reason behind it. And I can see the way that the new build like butted up to the building. And there was, they had a really good fire break, but where it like bolted to the building, like where they joined the two, that was all exposed mm-hmm. and there was heavy fire right up against that that point and i was getting a lot of heat signatures still on the thermal and i'm like i just i don't feel caught you know I, I don't feel good about it leaving it like that i'm like right. this whole section is it was screwed like 
there was no fixing it. Like, like it was done. So I'm like, either we can sit here and babysit it forever, or we're going to do a lot of work, but I can sleep well tonight. Yeah, exactly. Nobody <laughs> so, else to come back. I made I made the call. I'm like, we're pulling this whole thing down. So now we're in like demo mode, and I mean, <laughs> luckily we had the high up there, and we actually used it to our advantage, and like strapped strapped a couple of chains to it, and we we pulled this one section of the wall and the roof down. It came came away well, and you could actually see where it had burned through and was starting to extend into the oh, inside yeah. of the structure. Um, Chief Bob comes back, back around. I'm like, that hole right there is why <laughs> all yeah. of this, I wanted it to, 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 you know, go. And he's like, oh shit. Yeah. Like you could see, like it had burned all the way through and like there was massive heat still. So we ended up getting our, our uh, Milwaukee saw again and yeah. yeah, buzzed, buzzed a big hole in there. And like, you could, you could feel the heat. Like you could tell, like it, it was, it was close. Would it have caught on fire if we just left it? Yeah, the classic probably not, but mm-hmm. again, doing all of that, like it probably took us an extra forty five minutes just in my in my my one section there. But you know, it was again, I slept well knowing that it was completely extinguished. So absolutely, yeah. No, yeah. it's there's nothing worse than leaving a scene thinking, ah, I think it's out. Yeah, think, you know, and then you know, you you sometimes you get that call back because it's something rekindles a bit and yeah. that's the worst going back so for sure like you said do the do the work you know and mm-hmm. you got the tools you got great cutoff saws and everything else and... <laughs> yeah exactly um i think that was the move um you know we ended up leaving a couple of guys there for a few hours after it's kind of in our we haven't written it written it yet but it's going to be in in our sogs again to make sure that we you know leave people on on Firewatch, even if it's like a lot, of, a lot of the time, almost all of the time, um, there'll be a rest, a restoration company or yeah. somebody will then be in charge of like tasking a uh, security company yeah. that will stay on, on site. Well, they're security. They're not fire, fire departments. Um, if uh, we can sit there for, you know, another hour or two, Two, two or three guys, yeah. a couple hours of labor versus 30 to come back again later. Yeah. Well, and that's just it. And we've all had it. We've both had it. Yeah. We, we've had we've had a knockdown and we were super confident. Everything was out and soaked. And, mm. you know, you leave it and sure enough, security calls you back. Oh, it's on fire again. Yeah. And you're thinking, okay, it's a little bit of smoke somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then a whole another part of the building is rocking. So really, like, yeah. where were you? Watching yeah. How this? does this escalate? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we could go down the rabbit hole. Of, <laughs> like, it's definitely not their job, but I think their job is to be there and to watch. And if they're not watching, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and you know, I mean, going back, there's many fires back in the day where that's just what we did. We you'd sit there literally all night. Mm-hmm. Day shift would come the next day, swap you out. Yeah. Um, and then the fire investigator would come and, you know, where you go and then you'd be released. That's right. So I mean, we tend to not do that similar to you guys now. Usually we end up uh, leaving it and then calling security in. And for sure. Then usually the chief or whoever doing the fire inspection goes back the next morning. But yeah. Yeah. There's something to be said about leaving our guys for a couple extra hours at least. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, if it's 3 a.m. and everybody's bagged. It's pretty tough to grab three three more people on a you know random Sunday night or a Wednesday night you know when whatever you work it the might, next morning might, too, might be everybody's right? got jobs right so um, luckily we have a lot of people that um, are either self employed or have very understanding employers yeah. <laughs> so like I know one of the guys I was chatting with his with his boss later that that day. And uh, he was like, yeah, that guy was damn useless. <laughs> he showed up, like, he worked his ass off for, like, the first hour, and then it was just yeah. <laughs> completely done. He's like, go home, have a nap, have some food, come back, and, like, just as long as you do all of your work, like, there was A, B, C, D jobs that he had to do throughout the day, as long as you get them done, like, I don't care if you're... Like, yeah. you're supposed to be off at four, like, work till six or whatever. Just get it all done. Like, I don't care, right? And both of them are on the department. Just, so, he, like, they they get it, right? Yeah. And that one guy stayed. And he's like, yeah, like, I needed to go home and have a nap. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's de- definitely the move. After, well, 
what was it? I, I was reading up and there's a really good article about rekindles and like thinking it's out or doing your due diligence and like there's lots of there's lots of chatter on you know the internet how there should never be a a, a relight like mm-hmm. in a perfect world i i can see that i can agree with that but you know there's been many calls where like i am completely sure that we got it mm-hmm. and then the guys went back and still did work yeah like and some of them too like depending on the structures like we've had stuff where you go far above and beyond to try and get, make sure everything is totally out yeah and then we clear the scene hours later but you can't actually get into a certain area of the structure because it's just not safe that's so right it's a you know there's still a basement under it or what have you right yep. so it's just not safe to re- get into those far reaching areas of the that's fire right. yeah and sure as shit that's usually where something starts uh, you know and that's that's just just it you know like going going back to some of the recent calls that we've had um like we have left guys on on site and you know we left and it was ice cold there yeah. was no sign of anything like we went through there top to bottom to the best of our ability to things that you could gain gain access to safely mm-hmm. uh we ran you know thermal cameras through it we sent you know multiple people chief officers firefighters like people are doing everything to make sure that this thing is out we still leave a couple pe- people there and they're like yeah we had to flake flake out a hose line so i mean he's like yeah it's just one little ember and then the winds pick up and yeah. blah 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 right so it's good to have that like where where guys stay or if you have somebody that's you know switched on enough that's on firewatch yeah that will actually call it in quickly um, it seems to be the buildings that are Reno upon Reno upon yeah, Reno too, absolutely. right? Like the room and contents fires or a partial structure. Yeah. Those are always out. Yeah. Like we were able to work those. Mm-hmm. But it seems to be the trend if we go back for something, it's that challenging building, right? Yeah. Um, for example, uh, I think it was actually just after that challenging fire you guys had south of town mm-hmm. where we came up where it was in all these different eaves and yeah. false roofs and everything else. Mm-hmm. There was a house, <clears throat> excuse me, getting a new roof done near our other hall. And all they did was put ton, another uh, a foot and a half uh, trusses and a roof system right over top of the existing one. Right. Great. That's perfect. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's going to be a bitch if that thing goes up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're so going through super challenging. the first roof, roof structure. Yep. All right. Okay, good. We've made a vent to nothing to void space <laughs> another void and then space. another yeah yeah we had that that one challenge there it was a pretty old building and then like two or three renos and i think we came came across three roof lines in in one cut mm-hmm. so you have like the original one and then like a four foot weirdo void space and then like that roof I guess rather than resheating it, they just build another one. Like oh, they strapped it yeah. and then threw on metal. <laughs> so it's like metal over shingle over whatever. That's yeah. so tough, right? It makes it very challenging, especially mm-hmm. when you see, because <clears throat> we all know we don't want to make excess damage because we can be held liable. Yep. But where's that line, mm-hmm. right? Like, okay, if I don't cut into this other structure or whatever I'm cutting into mm-hmm. to really make sure that there's a cold trail and there's no extension yeah you're never sure yeah and it, it's challenging as an ic or as an officer to say hey yep well let's go hack this open just For in sure. case because yeah. then next i mean we've never really had it where the insurance company or the homeowners have, have called anybody on it mm-hmm. um but there's that possibility it's in the back back of your mind every yeah. you know every choice that you make for yeah. sure you have you have to be you know aware of that yeah so i think i, I would rather have to explain why i cut a hole or why i exposed a roof versus (laughs) why i didn't (laughs) very true so true yeah they'll probably probably be a a little more um you know understanding that you had to throw up some more chip rock or you know toss a couple fresh studs in there yeah or whatever right but yeah so we were we were pretty busy and then we weren't (laughs) (laughs) a little bit of a lull again yeah yeah kind of back to our normal volume yeah. we were we were crazy busy we had a department 
to our north to come down and train with us. That's right. Two Wednesdays in a row. Um, and we were talking to a, a few of them there. And um, I was actually getting blasted pretty hard. One of them was like staring at my my helmet and they're like, what's with this guy? Like, it's like almost red, <laughs> but it's almost black. And I'm like, I know, like I washed my gear the other day. Like I just didn't get a chance to wash the helmet. Um, and like, even after that, like the gear was still, cause we just did a couple of live, live fire burns. And, um, like I don't wash my gear after every like burn building burn. Yeah. If I know we're going to be doing like back to back burns in a week, I'm not going to wash it, but like I wash it after every structure fire. Like yeah. that is a must. Uh, but we had these structure fires and I knew we had live fire the next day and I'm like, ah, like it's not going to be drying time. Like, I'll do it right after this. So the first week, like, we were pretty dirty. And then everything was spotless, but I didn't wash my lid. And, and so I was like, holy crap, like, that thing's seen a lot of action lately. I'm like, I know, like, sorry, guys. Like, it's definitely not the way that we like to project ourselves here, yada, yada. Um, they're like, well, how busy have you been? Like, we kind of heard you guys had a couple calls. And we're like, oh, we had structure fire, structure fire, car fire, structure fire, structure fire. And they're like, <laughs> like. How long ago? In the last week and a half. Like, holy crap. <laughs> right. like, we have never had that, that that many calls. Yeah. I'm like, oh, like that guy right there. Yeah, he's like a high school kid. He's seen more structure fires yeah. <laughs> than everybody that came here to well, train and, combined. And then that's the worst. If you don't have a spare set of gear to switch into, mm-hmm. when you have these back-to-back big events, it's like, uh, you, you don't want to take that risk of throwing sure. your gear out and throwing it in the wash, and then that call comes in. And you know, I found when I was like a firefighter, it was one thing like oh man like i don't want to miss the action but now as an officer like i start to like we all chat on facebook messenger or whatever like hey like i'm going to be here hey i I have to leave town tomorrow so like Mm -hmm. you're really aware of like who's around yeah right and you know certain you know certain people are working out of town or they can't leave for a bit i'm like "Ah, like this is ah this isn't the day like i i feel like i need to be like i personally am, am not like the cog that holds us all together, yeah. nor is any other one officer. But when you start to look and there's like myself and one or two others that are like the only ones that can respond, mm-hmm. you should probably not show up in, you know, Absolutely. station where you should be ready to yeah. work. And we actually, we had a conversation about that with, uh, when Modus was down here as well, yeah. we were talking about that. Like that is an added stressor, you know, as an officer, um, you know, just, for that dilemma of volunteerism right like right. how free are you all the time you yeah. have to have a life you know but then we chat when you leave town people are leaving town we want to make sure there's covered in the community absolutely we have duty crews and stuff but those fluctuate as well so you yeah. always need coverage something comes up yeah so you're constantly trying to do that juggle right and it, mm-hmm. it gets challenging yeah i would really like to see like as our gear gets dated again like to put a couple of sets aside, mm-hmm. um, as spares, like we're all, we have, for the most part, we're all kind of a similar build. We yeah. have a couple of little skinny minis, but, um, and we have like some big, big old far- farm boys, but like we're all basically the same build. We could throw a couple of spare set- sets of gear that yeah. like doesn't really fit anybody, but fits everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that would be really, really beneficial. Um, I was over there yesterday. poking around and I think we can probably almost do it now. I'm going to talk to uh, the safety officer um, and go over some of that with him. I think if if we had some stuff like preset out, it it would also like, again, like we are 10 times better than what we used to be on keeping gear clean. Uh, People have really bought, bought into the like, Hey, we need to wash this off. We have to, you know, you know, protect ourselves, yeah. not get back, back on the trucks with all this, you know, filth, filthy gear. Um, everybody's really on it, but like we just said, like you have to be aware also of, you know, community coverage and, mm-hmm. and then covering for your other officers, you, you know, your other firefighters. If, if you had that available to you, I think it'd be, it'd take that, that next step up, right? It is. And it's just not physically feasible for our departments to have numerous, Absolutely. um, up-to-date spare gear yeah right like you know a lot of our stuff hanging it's on its last legs or it's expired right but then again that's the stuff that the guys will grab Mm -hmm. while their stuff's in the laundry for sure you know and it's good enough to do the exterior work and things like that absolutely yeah you'd be aware of that judgment call okay you're not going in because you're on expired gear yeah maybe Eh, yeah yeah ish i don't know yeah but 
as long as we're thinking about it, I think that's the right step for now. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly where, like, my mind goes with it, right? Like, you know, if there was, say, myself and another officer that were going to be uh, responding, like, oh, hey, like, I wouldn't take the first truck. I'll go on second, and mm-hmm. I could do a lot of exterior ops. And, yep. you know, you get yourself into those warm areas, but you're not diving into the IDLH, right? So exactly, yeah. at least, you know, you, you're wearing the gear. You are protected. Um, you know, you can you know make a push towards the structure towards the car whatever it might yeah. might might be uh you're just not on that first first hose line yeah. pushing through the front front door or whatever right so yeah yeah it's uh yeah it, it was de- definitely funny um those guys that came down 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 here to train uh they were they were in awe <laughs> of how busy we have been which is awesome like i you know, it's it's great <laughs> but we're definitely happy to embrace a little more normalcy now yeah um I'm, I'm sure we'll have the the lull which is fine <laughs> i know? think we're in that little bit of a calm before the storm again for us right now though because now we're we're kicking off into spring break yeah. the weather's been gorgeous oh beautiful and it's now, now that everything's drying out mm-hmm. and the the frost is out of the ground we have all this dead grass. Yep. So now we get our burn pile fires that extend into a grass fire. Mm-hmm. You know, people are like the amount of travel trailers I've seen this past weekend. Oh, it's insanity. Everybody's out there again. Yeah. Um, Which so, actually we did have just, just, just that we did have a call the other day that was somebody had a burn, burn pile. They had like water supply there. They did everything that they were supposed to do. They soaked it down. Um, and that was from the previous day. And then the next like little later morning, I think it was, we got called called out for a uh, grass fire, which extended to some trees. Yeah. Uh, so the winds picked picked up, kind of blew off the top top layer. There was still a couple embers hang, you know, hang, that were hanging around, and blew into some grass. And that was just la- last week. Mm-hmm. Um. So we got out there, and luckily it was like a very safe environment. It was like there was a road on one side. There was a whole bunch of like compost piles on the backside that were like it wouldn't blow through it'd be a pain pain in the ass yeah. but it's not going to like rock through um and then concrete on the other side so it was a fairly large area and like it was rocking but mm-hmm. we basically just hit went and hit the uh, perimeter of it and like let it burn burn you know burn itself yeah. out but that's what you can get now right and that's just it we have these we kind of have two grass fire seasons like mm-hmm. honestly like this this early season now because things are still dry and we're not getting that kind of spring showers yet yeah so shit tends to burn really easily now mm-hmm. until we start getting that moisture back and then things start growing and greens up and it slows down again till we get that, that june july heat right yeah so yeah we always get that sort of like march april yeah where you get that you know kick off to grass fire and i don't believe that was our our like real kickoff there, no there's, but it's there, coming there's always the one where you know you're you have to work like it's it's not nothing yeah right and we haven't had that yet um we just had the chat today like hey i think we should probably fill up the our uh, first out in our mm-hmm. in our uh, brush truck uh and start a little small small tank with a high pressure low volume uh pump on the back um we're thinking it's probably time to get get that thing full and you know out, out there and ready to respond yeah because those are the things that make like nothing right now seems to burn like there's there's no like heavy like there's no heavy timber yeah so you don't need like the big big water but that thing is super super valuable yeah absolutely and like i said it's the grass fires are still gonna burn but they're not burning at that volatility of yeah that june july fire style yet yeah, that's um, right. but with that first out with a quick bush truck attack you can you can usually get it pretty easily yeah pretty knock knocked down yeah yeah so i think it was a interesting week um not super super busy um practice was basically the same that we had we spoke of it last last time mm-hmm. we had our our three sessions uh gas uh PPV, uh, venting and SCBA, uh, confidence. So yeah, we just did another site, another quick cycle of that. Um, last week we had mostly rookies this week. We only had the one, the one rookie with us and then a lot of, uh, more experienced members. So yeah, we were playing, playing around doing, um, a bunch of, uh, a little more in-depth work, uh, with the SCBA, um, 
turned out awesome. We kind of finished off the night with a little mini sim uh, where we threw one of our, our members in there, um, got them all lost and tangled and uh, set off the pa pass alarm and sent sent in a writ team to go make 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 the grab and, and uh, pull them out and ended off the night with our firefighter down uh, CPR. So nice. going going through all all of that and just kind of, you know, getting those uh, skills brushed up and you know again having the one newer the one newer member there uh he'd only kind of seen it and didn't didn't really do a bunch of ha hands-on so we did the first bit of it in in the bay just kind of went like slow like step one step step two like really showing along the way um and then we went into packaging and then we went into packaging blind so the you know classic uh blacked out face piece there right. um so got got everybody to do that um you guy did awesome and then again yeah we, we went over did some searching did some entanglement uh which went really really well we, we had a few extra bodies too so in our little search maze building uh it, it got pretty pretty uh congested pretty fast yeah uh so again working in the dark they had to figure that out and lots of uh you know chatter which is good like hey okay you you go this way you go this way okay yeah um you know i'm gonna be coming past past you now um oh it look, looks like you might be get, getting caught okay you got to use that uh swimming sort of like hand, hand over hand yeah. swimming against the wall yeah it worked out really really well so we have one more week of that and then uh we're gonna finish off the month with a scenario that i i still have to plan i have a couple working ideas but uh, nice. grab somebody, pull them in for some help, and uh, kind of cap off the month with a scenario, which is generally what we try to do. Like every every month, we'll do, or every other month at least, we'll do uh, like build off off of the skills that That's we've right, that yeah. we've been uh, training. So depending which way we go, uh, yeah, we'll we'll kind of figure something out. Right on. Yeah, yeah. Our our training night um, is pretty tame, but it's super important. So we have a lot of new. Um, uh, pump operators now kind of that we're trying yeah. to get up into the seat of the truck because we always had kind of a handful of go-to guys but you know they're, it's getting it's getting slim pickings right for sure um so we really want a lot of the members to be really savvy when mm -hmm. we're coming to the pumps and now we're running all, all inch and three quarter and stuff too so we're we worked a lot on just pump pressures and uh, right. uh friction loss and stuff like that so we did a big portion of practice on that and this making sure everybody's aware of what pressures to run with how many lines and how many lengths you have out yeah. with our two and a half blitz line as well with the smooth bore yeah things like that so then once everybody we did a small kind of chat and classroom session on that uh, with a little bit of math which everybody loves love, love math yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh, very important and the biggest takeaway was that basically the way we have our, our transverse lays is we've got 200 feet on each mm -hmm. side so we're all that's always 150 psi on our yeah. combi nozzles it's it's so it's pretty pretty standard um and then with our our um, blitz line our two and a half with our smooth bore we're running 50 psi yeah. right mm -hmm. so we want to make sure the guys knew how to fluctuate and how to run the pump properly for to, to get those those pump pressures or nozzle pressures rather um, and then we just went out and did some quick attack drills. Just got guys pulling lines, spraying water, uh, taking yeah. hydrants. Uh, mostly pump operator practice more than the yep. guys pulling lines, mm -hmm. but everybody cycled through that, so it was, it was sure. good. Yeah, it's very, very, very important. Uh, we we've been chatting about that as well. Years ago, we had like sixty plus percent of of the hall wanted to drive. Yeah, like like that was you know the glory job, like mm -hmm. you know drive driving the the old fire truck and you know supplying water um like that's where guys wanted to be and then the shift came yeah guys want to be on the hose line and they want to go yeah. in there and do work which is awesome and we've got a handful of really good you know really like really really good uh pump ops and one of our guys awesome firefighter really awesome guy he's over it <laughs> he's like i don't want to pump anymore at all like i have pumped <laughs> my last pump um and you know kind of right rightfully so because he's close and he's really good so like if i see him coming through the door if one of the other officers like hey Val, drive. hop on there right <laughs> and he's like ah, fine and he gets on there like now it's getting to the point he's like these guys need to learn like they need to get better at it and we have a lot of guys i think that are good they just don't have the confidence mm -hmm. level because like 
I never want to pitch, you know, being the pump off as like a boring job, mm -hmm. right? It is the most important job. Absolutely, it is. Water supply yeah. is the utmost important job. So it's, it's not the glory job of like going on the hose line. But you're the lifeline link for those guys inside. Yeah, absolutely, right. So, you know, the guys that that want to go back and get after it, like I understand that, but like I need to have the confidence in my pump operator yeah. that those guys can go and you know get after it. And you know, we always say you have to know how to do it. But never do something that you're not comfortable doing. Yeah. So it's a bit of a catch-22. Um, and, like, I always preach, like, a car fire is the perfect time to hone your skills. Absolutely. Because generally, like, low-stress low environment. Like, things are going to be, like, blown. Like, tires will pop. Struts will pop. Like, it's yep. it looks cool. But, like, unless it's in a garage and the house is going to ca catch on yeah. fire next, generally... It's pretty casual. Truth be told, the only call in my entire career here that I've ever pumped on was a vehicle fire. Really? Was yeah, it? The only one. Yeah. <laughs> it happened to be a uh, dump truck, so it was like a large vehicle fire. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's funny, like, as we got to the hall, I think I was an officer already, too. <laughs> I made it through my entire, like, black, yellow hat. It was the only time, and I'm like, nah, someone needs to drive. I'll fucking drive. And we're getting there, and even I'm like, somebody better hit a fucking hydrant <laughs> because there's no fairies that are going to make that primer work. <laughs> so we end up gra grabbing a hydrant, and everything was fine. But I was like, yeah, if, like, if I can do it, you guys can do it. And, yeah. like, again, that is as low stress when it comes to firefighting. Like, car, car fire, vehicle fire, they, they, look, they, they look badass, but they're fairly contained yeah. so like build up your uh you know confidence there and then go to you know maybe a grass fire mm -hmm. like smaller grass fire br brush fire you know a couple hose lines going um a little more dynamic scene um very very important on a grass fire to have a good operator yeah um because i mean winds as as we know like that's very dynamic like more so dangerous than a structure fire because yeah. a structure fire is contained to a box. And then usually you have that water supply problem too, right? Because we're shuttling water. It's not like you yep. got it. I always try and steer, and even I steered the conversation. Like after, like the, the deputy chief Ryan, he, he did a quick job at teaching the um, uh, the pump pressures and friction loss and how to think about things. But then he, he really tried to dumb it down to like, okay, like these are the lines we have. This is how many feet we have these are our pressures. Like this mm -hmm. is, this is pretty standard across the board. The only application is going to change. You're going uphill, downhill apartment, yeah. like an apartment um, fire. Yeah. Or if you're dragging one of the inch and three quarters off the rear or the two and a half off the rear more than the pre-connect. Right. Right. If you're doing a long stretch, mm -hmm. but even then, you know, our standard is kind of 200 feet. Yeah. And then, Ask the guys, let me know how many extras you have, if it's mm -hmm. really going to make that big of a difference, and then you can you can tweak it, e right? Yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's the easy math to adjust that. Mm -hmm. um, so once guys kind of figured out, okay, it's, like, it's pretty standard, 150 PSI, for yeah. the majority of our stuff. Yeah. It, then guys, so if you guys, guys run 100, 150 getting... PSI on your combi nozzle at the tip or at the pump? Uh, so 150 PSI at the pump. Yeah. And that'll equate to the amount for the, um, for that 200 feet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, I think that's kind of right where we live too. Like we'll be, if it's one, one line off, we'll kind of live, live around 125 ish. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're running multiple lines, yeah. Like you want, you want to be put, put, you know, putting out around that 145 to 50. Um, and that's going to give you your uh, desired. Exactly. Um, yeah. Getting that 50 to 60 PSI, like that's the biggest struggle with people. Like we haven't always ran smoothbore. Like even yeah. like lately, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, God, everything kind of blends. But we only tra transitioned to get that uh, quick attack two and a half inch going to a smoothbore within the last handful of years. Mm -hmm. So it used to be... Like you're putting 150 psi yeah. off the back to that two and a half, and that was like where you wanted to live. Yeah. 
in the heat heat of the moment it some, can get missed sometimes yeah. they can get missed right and like we're going to go to the point where we're actually going to label mm-hmm. like right over top of that just that rear discharge like max xpsi yeah right because we have had that like actually one of our our recent structure fires um there was a lot of moving parts uh we were getting water supply almost right away which is awesome so he was worried about you know getting water from the hydrant uh you know he had two inch and a half running and the uh rear discharge two and a half and i think at one point in time we were getting flown like 120 psi um through the two and a half where it wants to run at like that 55 ish yeah um are you getting more water out of a tip sure is it effective? Yeah. No. <laughs> I think the exact math actually is 54 yeah. for 200 feet mm-hmm. of uh, of the two and a half, right, for that right. smooth bore. Yeah. But yeah, rounded to 50, close enough, right? Exactly. That's going to be just sufficient. Mm-hmm. But then that's the trick, right? Like, so then you got to get back to throttling back the lever, right? An individual yeah, line. Individual. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the same guy was running pump for us on two, on two of the calls. Um, I remember coming off the one. Like, like I was like it was tired. Like we had been busy working, blah blah blah. We had a previous structure fire. We had like a busy day, and then like I was just like I was just bagged, and we get this call, and I'm running the two and a half, and like generally like I can run a two and a half, fairly simple alone, right? So I get this thing flaked off. Like I come around the back of the truck, and Rob was the dude. They our duty officer, he actually had like shouldered it and got the first little bit flaked out. And he like hands it to me. I'm like, shit. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. So he helps me flake it. I go up to the front and I call for water and like, I got it out like very, very aggressive. Like we're going to like flow, push, push forward flow. And like this thing's push, like pushing me back. I'm not like pushing me back, but I'm like starting to choke, choke into yeah. it a bit. So I shut it down, like really got an awesome clamp on it, flow again. I'm like, what the, f-? I got a backup guy now comes and he's on it with me. And like, we are having like a bear of a time. Like what the, f-? Like, am I a pussy? Like what is happening <laughs> right, right now? I like look back at him. I'm like, man, I don't know what's happening. And he's like, <laughs> I grab my snagger. So we get that thing looped in and I get yeah. him to bump up in front of me. So I'm like, okay, like you grab the nozzle and like, I'll, I'll be your backup so I can like help you. But I can also see a bit more what's happening with the scene. And he's like, yeah. Okay. So he bumps in front of me. I get the old snagger ho- hooked in and I am like leaning into it. I'm like, shut it down for a second i like rip up to the truck i'm like hey how much pressure uh 120 i'm like knock it to 60 <laughs> he's like okay we go back yeah but he's like one one guy flowing <laughs> perfectly yeah now now he's nailing it right so this this next one he's like hey so you you gave me shit the other day i'm like yeah he's like well you guys kept shut you know shutting off the line i'm like whoa <laughs> we had to move he's like yeah well i'm over here i'm making sure you guys are dialed exactly where where you want to live and then you shut it down and you're spiking my other guys i'm like well were we like hammering it down he's like no like you were shutting the proper but <laughs> i'm like well we can't win everywhere but <laughs> well and that's the trick right that's why it's it's a finesse job as a pump operator because you're always watching right yeah you want to make sure you guys are control like decently in control of everything mm-hmm. and sometimes you know, you get those other big lines that are flowing. All of a sudden, they shut down. Yeah. And boom, if you're you not paying a lot attention, of spare water now. <laughs> yeah. It, there's so many variables, depending on if you're drafting, if you're just running from your tank, uh, if you got a supply line from a hydrant, what's the pressure on the hydrant? Sometimes yeah. it's, you know, it makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was asking Brad, because he looks after a lot of that. Yeah. He says that, that one over by the school, he's like, yeah, that, that thing's pushing out 124 to 126 right? out, out of the hydrant. And like... It was free flowing through. Yeah, so then then you got to throttle it back, and Mm -hmm. that's so that 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 was pretty uh, dynamic. But that last one that uh, you were out there, um, yeah, like water supply was awesome. It was perfect, very 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 manageable. Like we were, like especially once that fence was knocked down, we were pretty precision with that two and a half. So it was sweet. That was the biggest problem. Was just that that height of that. concrete fence yeah <laughs> was uh just not sufficient like there's mm-hmm. and with the orchard being next to it like you you didn't have the space to have your water hit so where you needed get to get back yeah, yeah. i basically hard. concentrated on the eaves like i didn't want any extension yeah. and then over to that 
like sort of lean lean to area so we got that knocked down back over the eaves like you could lob it in but like then you're kind of playing playing around with your with your bail i'm like yeah "Ah, this is kind of evaporating before it does anything Mm -hmm. yeah we have to get to the fire yeah luckily that fence got knocked down yeah it got knocked knocked down pretty quick and i think i remember like it started to weaken and bow a bit. I think mm-hmm. that's when one of your guys just grabbed it by their hands and pulled on it. Yeah, right? exactly. Got himself down. next to it and yeah, yeah. started to get it to flop. So yeah, yeah we op- we definitely opened up about ten ish feet of it and that was all that we needed to start with. And then Earl came up later on and manhandled the rest of it down, yeah. like for a pretty wide, wide space. So that was awesome. But yeah, without that fence there, uh, it it would have been a completely different, you know, attack. It would have been fast, mm-hmm. but definitely got it to build because he couldn't get access to it. Yeah. So it was in know pretty interesting but it was a good knockdown though yeah did bring it <laughs> after our squirrel there yeah bring everything it back. back to that to the t2 mm-hmm. fire yeah it um yeah it was a good quick knockdown you guys had a really good water supply mm-hmm. uh, it worked out pretty pretty well yeah and they they were so thankful the uh, owners there they made a post the next day uh just be like like awesome work you guys did, did great very very happy um thanked the uh paramedics that were there rcmp thanked the members of the uh, community that actually called called mm-hmm. that in um it was one of their cut one one of their customers that phoned it in the first time is smoke and they were actually i think on scene still going over to the the residents and by that time that's when our our member got on scene and seen some active flame yeah uh so yeah this isn't just smoke it's actually like a structure is on fire so that's where we got upgraded um but yeah they're like thank thankfully so that happened on a sunday night and they were open for business by tuesday yeah so very very thankful awesome save yeah well so done. yeah yeah well done everyone yep so i think uh i, th- I think we kind of beat that about as much as we can and yeah. you know again we kind of talk, touched on practice and and all that stuff so i think we'll we'll roll into some shout outs so uh, yeah we'll go backwards we'll go modus son modus yeah uh check out modus we talk about them a lot uh, they claim to fame as snagger tool you know they got a whole variety of other tools uh mini spanners hydrant wrench um their pocket organizers their bags their um mask bag it just goes on and on they're soft entry kits or soft mm-hmm. entry bags um yeah a lot lots of great swag go to modus check them out online and if you want a um uh discount go to uh dtff5 we'll get you five percent off the order absolutely and like we mentioned before we just started working with them they flew out here the other week and yep. some video content and stuff is coming mm-hmm. and can't wait to see all that stuff get put together. Yeah, we shared a couple of little snippets that uh, that they sent sent over to us with the side by side there. Mm-hmm. Uh, really grateful to have some of those shots that uh, we can, that we will be able to share when we actually launch um, and share all of our social medias uh, for the department um, when we do our press press release when it's completely ready for fire season. So yeah, uh, yeah really really thankful that we got some of those shots. Uh, they are looking really cool. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then we got stop the bleed. Um, you got three uh, three main methods of bleeding control. You got uh, direct pressure. Uh, you got wound packing and the tourniquet. Um, Scott and Todd did on our YouTube a really cool, um, basically breakdown of the course that mm-hmm. uh, you guys can can teach. Um, I think the the main things that uh, you should be looking at there is making it, uh, you know. Make it interesting. Get those high fidelity sims. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you can kind of dumb it down or build it to your audience. So absolutely. Um, like you guys have done like some you know younger age students. Yeah. Done some high all, school all high school students to... and elementary. Yeah. Um, and that's where you can keep it pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, and then when you integrate it in with like uh, law enforcement or police or other mm-hmm. agencies, um, you can really spice it up. And like start, I said, start getting some do, pr- do some pretty wicked sims. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so check that out on our YouTube. Um, like I say, they they broke down the basically the entire course. Uh, it gave some like some some awesome tips on uh, some training tech techniques. Um, and if you want to learn more about that, is bleedingcontrol.org. dot org. org. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so check that out uh, for courses near you. And if you're interested in becoming an instructor, you can find that out there as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, for any products as well, uh, rescueessentials.com. 
um, great variety of, of supplies. Uh, you name it, they've got it on there for yeah. um, any sort of rescue service stuff. And uh, like I said, you can you can buy a fully stocked kit, or you can kind of buy the bag and build your own kit as Piece well. It together. So yeah. depending, I know a lot of guys who are pretty medically savvy like building their own styles as well. So you can uh, get just the empty bag or, or IFAC and build mm-hmm. your own. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, the other thing, actually, just with the stop the bleed stuff, uh, like if you're doing that and you're packing your your little IFACs and stuff for wound packing, make sure you have some sort of a clotting agent in there as well. That makes a world of a difference. Um, so yeah, look look at those um, products. Um, absolutely. Um, we've also got uh, Tanner Olson Band, yeah. which is uh, country music out of West Coast Canada. Uh, we've been shouting them out for the past year and change, almost two, two years now, because uh, they were going to come and play for us at our seminar, which mm-hmm. uh, sadly had to be postponed again, which with all of the restrictions lifting, we probably could have ran it. But with so much uncertainty, it was just, you know... To, to put in that kind of effort, you know, without knowing, uh, it was it was the right move. Let's wait wait until next year and do it yeah. right, and I'm sure it's going to be a huge success. Uh, Tanner actually reached out to Scott just today, um, asking right. about uh, seminar just to see if it was still still going to happen or not, and kind of what the future plans were. Uh, they are doing a bunch of live live shows. Um, they're making music. Uh, check them out on all your streaming plat- platforms. Awesome group there. Uh, West, you know, again, West Coast Canada, um, kind of, um, you know, love to support them because they're gonna, yep. they'll they'll be up here supporting us. Absolutely. Yeah, and lastly, you got us. Um, you can find us uh, wherever you're already listening to us. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. And it sounds like Todd's supposed to be going to bed. <laughs> That's my bedtime reminder. <laughs> yeah. So give us a like, share, subscribe. Uh, it helps us get out in front of more more people. Uh, head on over to our our YouTube. Um, we're actually just on the cusp of uh, making a. Uh, Carl was telling me about this yesterday. We're kind of right, right on the cusp of. Um, I think I don't know something to do with the algorithm or something where we will further get in front of more more uh, people, mm-hmm. um, which again only helps us add more uh, content for everybody. And yeah, we def- definitely appreciate it. So. Any more for any more on that before we sign off? That is it for me. Thanks for listening. Have a great night. Awesome. Yeah, thanks again, everybody. Uh, as always, stay safe. Stay GTFF.